Hi guys, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. We're back to recap the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And no, we don't have Ricky Cornish today because he's in Puerto Vallarta and I am hoping that he is with Vicky, Vicky Gundelson, Gundelson at her condo. However, you guys have been asking for this is so dumb. You guys have been asking for Jason. Oh, Lord. So you ask and you shall receive. And now we have Jason. So yes, I I'm, can't wait. Can I just start off by saying we haven't recapped Salt Lake City together in over a year, maybe, maybe even longer than that. I think. I think that you might have done two appearances last um, last season, maybe. I don't know about that. No, maybe, maybe. maybe. I do have to say when we were when we started recapping Salt Lake City, <laughs> and it was sorry, so funny when we were recapping. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> when we were recapping Salt Lake City on season one, season two, sometimes it was so hard to get through an episode. And it's like, what do we talk about, right? Like everyone on season one who was on the cast was some kind of caricature of another housewife, right? Yeah. Now we're four seasons in. We're over halfway, halfway through the season, I think, mm -hmm. now of Salt Lake City. And it's like all of these women have their footing. The ones who are the OGs, they have their everything. And now we have... You know, Mary back, which is adding a lot of stuff to the show. A lot of um, which, by the way, she variety. looks like a complete disaster. You can't sit there and call somebody inbred, but then your son is out here getting DUI and drug possession uh, okay, charges. Yeah, Wait, no, no, no. I'm gonna go in on okay, this. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go fun. in on this. You have to give me like a. Where do we start? Well, we start with now. We also on top of Mary Cosby adding a whole bunch of crazy dimensions <laughs> and variety. She is a variety show in her. You know by herself mm -hmm. um but now we have the new housewife monica who i'm not afraid to say like amazing yeah like really interesting really fills those shoes and not the shoes of jen shaw but kind of fills the void that was left when jen shaw um went you know went to jail you know what's so funny about monica and i'm gonna i'm gonna give her grace on this because I saw her at the NBC party, right? Mm -hmm. She's sitting by herself. None of the other cast is talking to her. And I don't know what it is, guys. I asked her, I said, and this is me being vulnerable with you. And you could totally rip me on this. And Jason's probably going to be like, why do you say dumb shit? I can't help it. Um, I asked her, I said, it's weird because sometimes I bond with the housewives that are the most hated. And Monica is the underdog of this season. Kelly Dodge. I don't Shaw. think she's hated though. She, I think that she's celebrated because she is polarizing. She's polarizing, but I think she is she's more hated by her cast. She's the most relatable because right. I'm not. I cannot relate. I can relate to certain things about Heather Gay. I can't just because you know I was raised Jewish and Mormon. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. I can relate to some of the stuff that she. I know weird long story. I've told it before. But it, yeah, it's a weird family, um, but. <laughs> I can relate to some of those things, but relatability as a person, I can't relate to anybody on the show. Yeah. You know, like at all. I can't relate to whatever Angie K was wearing to that that book thing, you know? So it was crazy. But you know, I really wish that we could just talk to Monica for two seconds. Okay. Know? So since you asked for that, I feel like it's Christmas already. Guys, we don't have much time, but we are going to recap the entire episode. But we do have a very special guest who is coming to 
kind of kick us off, right? Kick we can't ask questions because there are a lot of logistics when it comes to being Bravo talent. So I know in the live chat, you guys are going to be like, ask about this and ask about that. That's not how this works. You have to get permission for everything. But we do have a special guest who we are going to bring on and she is going to say hello. So if you're ready, will you just give me a thumbs up? Hi. 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 Oh my God. This is hello. fun. <laughs> I didn't even know. I love this. I know. I'm in confessionals. We're like getting ready. I totally forgot. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Okay. Well, so we're like getting ready for confessionals. Monica, the thank best. you. Yes, of course. I love you guys so much. I cannot wait to watch this later. I am a huge, huge fan. This is like amazing. I'm like, how did you know to wear a hat? I, a black I, hat. I, I, I made my freaking friend Andy give me his hat because I was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, actually, Monica asked me last night. She's like, is this audio or video? And it's 10 a.m. over there. And I said, it's video. Yeah. And she's like, oh, shit. And I said, I know. I was no. like, oh, God. And Adam's like, just throw on a cap. So yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're all matching. We're all matching. This is great. <laughs> I, Monica, before you end up going, because we know that you're busy with confessionals, yeah. And I know that we can't talk about the show, but can I at least say how I met you really quick? Oh my gosh. Yes. Best story oh. ever. Yeah. So I walked up to Monica at the NBC party on the first night of BravoCon. And it was after, guys, I shared the ambush moment, which you guys, if you didn't hear it, you'll hear it later. But I walked over to Monica <laughs> because I was like, with Heather Gay, Lisa Barlow, Angie Kay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> and Whitney, I love, but... And Meredith, Love too. Whitney. I walked Love over Meredith. to Monica and I was like, hi, Monica, I just want to introduce myself. And she's like, I thought you hated me. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, right out the gate. He was like, can we talk? And I was like, yes, I would love to talk about how you hate me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't at all. No. And now I just we just love each other. Instant buddies. It's it, it's so funny because now I think that we talk more. Well, we never talked before that, but I now know. I know. Now, now I'm like, if you want to come, you know, like go out jet ski in Florida or come to Hilton Head, yeah. like I, I know like, that I'm you have four babies. I'm with you guys. Yes, absolutely. We're stealing yeah. you away. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't wait. Wow. We know that you're doing confessionals and for you yeah. to just even pop in, it's so sweet of you. And I know that you have to, you have to get in that Zen mode of just being super shady and doing all of yeah. the things. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> can you give us, can you give us one little, do we get an outfit change in confessionals? Yes, okay. we do. Okay. Yay. Yeah. Okay. So we get an outfit change in confessionals and we'll leave it at yeah. that guys. We can't give yeah. away too much, but <laughs> Monica, go get in your, your, whatever you have to do mentally for the confessionals and go Thank rip you. some ass and we can't wait to see it. I love you guys so much. Thank you. All right, Thanks we'll, for guys. We'll talk Bye. to you soon. On. All right. Bye, Monica. Do you She's see what great. I mean about relatable? I was just saying this, right? Yeah. Just so easy uh, to talk to in conversation. And I, I do really think that she is a good addition to the show. No, uh, like honestly. The, probably the best addition. Like I said, she's not filling the shoes of Jen Shaw. You can't do that. But she's filling the void of energy that was kind of left behind that, you know, we needed this season. You know what the difference is? And the, one of the things that I caught so much shit on, um, and I apologize, guys. I have a sailor's mouth today, but... Uh, it's because I'm here. Maybe. 
my dad said to me yesterday in our video that he's like you said the f-bomb at least 10 times and i was like no i didn't oh and he said jason did i mean on anchor watch i we're really bad about that but Are we haven't you? been demonetized for that. well i i think for jen shaw one of like the things was is she was such a powerful um presence mm -hmm. and that she was very overwhelming in the sense that she would take up a whole room like almost like a balloon like if you put a balloon inside of a box and balloon. you kept pumping helium into it and it took up the whole box whereas i think that monica and this is not a diss on jen shaw you know we had a great connection with jen shaw despite everything that happened i think for monica she does allow room for other people to have an input and to have a rebuttal mm. and she opens that up for the rebuttal and i know that people want to hate her so bad which is very interesting any any new addition to a franchise if there's like one little thing and then you have all of these rumors coming out too and you, you know, know accusations and stuff like that and people want to find a reason to not like somebody now i mean we just talked about this yesterday when we did a video they want to find a reason or dig the skeletons out of the closet because the skeletons are going to come out but she came on the show and she said yeah uh i, met, I was excommunicated i slept with um her someone i whatever this is my mom we have issues it's like you're just pushing the skeletons out right at the beginning which a lot of them don't do right you know? and i have to add to this really quick i i brought up this um comment really quick shallow fat girl with a p said dude she is using you for your platform nobody is using me for my platform she didn't ask me to come on i asked her to come on and, so, and it was a hello we're not we're it not was interviewing anyone nobody i mean jesus like <laughs> yeah i can't do i can't do <laughs> these can't do days right i can't do anything right but one thing i have to give to monica was monica came on in a way where most people as fans we are watching the bravo housewives and i'm not blowing smoke up anybody's ass but we are watching the bravo housewives for the opulent lifestyles because we all know the majority of us what it's like to have the friends who are struggling to pay the rent and the mortgages and to pay the car notes and all of that and i get that guys jason and i are very much so there with most the majority of people so i i understand what we're trying to watch for but she came in still polarizing in a way that someone like leah mcsweeney from the real housewives of new york was not able to do because leah mcsweeney came in very much so your average joe or jeanette or whatever you want to yeah, call it yeah i it's just and she didn't accomplish this no 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 because I, I don't know what was going on with leah mcsweeney i was never she was boring <laughs> just it just didn't work i mean this is why they have this is why they rebranded the recast, you know, New York. But um, if anything is polarizing, I just want to ask the live chat what we thought about Angie Kay's outfit to Heather's Bad Mormon event. I was like, where, what kind of safari did you just get drop, dropped off from, really? And I like Angie. I met her. She was nice. But like, holy hell. Like when she walked in, I was like, this is not, she's fashionable. Usually we see her in like, did you not think that was fashionable? No, hell no. I'm it looked wearing... like a, a party to go, like threw up on her. Listen, I am fashion police over here in my horrible human merch, which you guys can Hey, black check is out. always in fashion. All right. right. So that's okay. We can get away with that. But it was just, it was crazy. I, guys, so getting back to it, I think that there are different um, housewives who navigate things differently. And I sure. think that for Leah McSweeney, Leah and I understand, and she went on a sobriety journey, she heavily focused and leaned into alcohol in order to have the tiki throwing. As many of the women did, did on New York, especially New York, though. 
right. especially. Sonia Morgan, mm-hmm. Luann Deliceps, Ramona. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can go down Dorinda. the line. Kelly Ben Simone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think every every scene of, of Dorinda that is like on the hit, you know, like the best moments of New York, it's it's Dorinda trashed, you know. So Clip. <laughs> let's talk about this it. for a second because I'm gonna bring up a photo. What are your thoughts when it comes to Monica and her mom being on TV? Because originally Monica shared with us, and I just brought up the photo for two seconds, guys. Go ahead, smash that like button, show some love. But I brought up the photo because we all love a good housewife's mother on the show. Candy Burris's mom has been literally the stable for this. She has been so amazing. Candace Siller Bassett's mom, incredible. Tinsley Mortimer's <laughs> mom, also great. Like when we get a good mom, we're like, oof. But now we're seeing a sort of disconnect and people are trying to choose a side and be divided on this. And what I think is so powerful about this is that the mom and the daughter, whether you go on social media or not, they are not holding back from how they feel with the cameras around. Mm. It's not we're putting on a show. Which is more relatable. We all have issues with certain people in our family. You know, you and I have very close relationships with our moms. Some people have, I know, but some people have a tumultuous relationship with their parental figure. Yeah. You know, um, I I thought it was interesting, the stuff that they're willing to share. And, you know, I I did see a comment too, like um, she made her mom walk home and then someone said, I don't think she made her mom walk. I don't think so either. I think when the cameras were dropped, someone was driven home. Like, you know, this is, this is a show, but just to see the dynamic Mm -hmm. and to be so open about, you know, her mom saying, I think we should try therapy um, I think we should do this. And she's like, we have tried therapy over and over and over again. And maybe there's not enough times or maybe the right stuff didn't come out. But just to be open about that, I would never. Like, Can I, I would never. I want to say as somebody who doesn't have a dog in this fight, since we are talking about Monica specifically in this moment, which I guess we'll get through Monica first and we'll go to the rest of the sure, women. Yeah. Um, for Monica in watching her mom, you took the car for three weeks. You left her without a car with her four daughters, right? And this was a control tactic, which was very obvious. But then, you know, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was, but that's what we get to see on the show and that's editing. But what's not editing is the behavioral patterns that you see after the show and the actions and actions speak louder than words. So once you start taking the social media and you are now completely dismantling your daughter and ripping her, This is not, I understand it's the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and she asked you to be a part of it, but now it almost seems as if, and no disrespect to Monica's mom, Linda, I think that she seems really great and I think she's great for the show and I wish that they could get on the same, you know, playing field. But I think that Linda has now stepped in as an honorary snowflake holder and I think that's the discrepancy here is that there is, it's almost like, let me just say really quick, for Jason and I, I didn't meet Jason when he was the star of Cirque du Soleil and performing for the Queen and hosting shows at George Clooney's. And I didn't meet him for all of that. But then after we met, going through the pandemic, I started the YouTube channel and Jason and I started working together. And a lot of people felt like there was a problem with that because it's up and Adam. It's not up and Adam and Jason, but Jason is so much like he is so important to this, right? into the running of it, just like Linda is important to Monica's storyline. And just like Antonio is important to helping Meredith and Seth set up their damn technology to do a podcast. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I think that 
I think that we just have to kind of all understand and recognize the role and then be in unison. These are conversations that we need to have not in front of public forums, because when you do, you start getting pit against each other. And it's so easy because then you're letting the fans in and they have an opinion and they're like, you shouldn't let your daughter speak to you like that. And it's like, no, you have to understand this is like what we agreed on. This, this was the show. Yeah. This is, you decided to put it out there. You decided to be vulnerable and let those moments out there. And yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's interesting though, because she actually has like kind of another sideline storyline happening, you know, whereas like, so some of the other ladies right now are a little bit, I don't know, on my nerves, actually. I, I just caught up on Salt Lake so I could do this recap. And so who's on your nerves? Oh, man, I don't want to say no. This. Go ahead. Say it. I mean, at this point, Jason. OK, Jesus. listen, Lisa Barlow. Oh, God. Who I really, really liked. This at the is beginning. not a mimosa. I, I should have had a mimosa <laughs> for this shit. No, I'm just saying like. There was the moment at the beginning where, I, and I agreed with Whitney, it's you cannot really communicate with Lisa. It's almost like she doesn't listen. She wants to do the the kind of the the, the LA talk. Like, oh my God, it's uh, I love that. This is I so amazing. Oh my gosh. And then mm-hmm. walks out your door and is like, oh, babe, this is like the worst conversation I've ever had. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate that. I can't yeah. stand that. And I don't know if Lisa just doesn't know how to drop it or if that's just how she communicates with, with people. But- you fast forward to the very end where Angie is trying to have a conversation with Lisa and just kind of throw out there some things. And Lisa's not having it. Like, so Whitney was right that you can't really communicate with Lisa because she's going to make it personal and not be able to have the conversation. Well, first of all, can I say really quick the way that, and this is from personal experience of my communication with Lisa Barlow, who I thought, to be honest with you guys, when I went to do the Jen Shaw interview, no one from the cast knew what I was doing. People knew I was in town. I shared that I was in town. I tried to go to dinners. I went to dinner with Meredith. Meredith asked me, who am I interviewing? And I said, not a chance. I'm not sharing anything with you. (laughs) Whitney asked me the same thing. She had COVID at the time, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then Lisa Barlow had her assistant bring us two bottles of Vita Tequila. Yeah, very generous. So sweet. Yeah. But then meeting her in person, it was a totally different interaction. She's also been on the channel where we actually talked about Vita Tequila. Yeah. And the whole decade it took to create this brand and make. And I asked her like, because I, I respect. I did ask her like, it's very hard to find unless you're in Utah or Park City or at a Vita Tequila event. It's not the easiest to find. Yeah. But then looking at her like face to face and having a conversation, I could see just being someone who has been conditioned in L.A., and like knowing how this works, I don't do well with like the fakery stuff. And I'm not calling Lisa fake, but for example, we were at BravoCon and we had um, instances with other people where it's like, hi, babe, how are you? And I can't do that. I'm just like, you don't like me. I understand. We don't we have to. It's me. okay. We, it's, it's okay. Fine. We don't have, there are 8,500 people in this room. I am not one of them that you have to talk to. You can just please, like at this point, we can keep it moving. And for that moment with Lisa Barlow, I was asked about a certain thing regarding Monica and I answered it and I don't think that they were happy about it. But for Lisa, I can see where she is sort of the one who dictates how in her mind, if she doesn't have control over how the conversation is going to go, she is not going to leave the conversation happy. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think she's, it's, it's funny because 
there's something so similar about Heather and and Lisa too. It's you know Heather. Um, I thought it was a great moment too, where she shared that she feels like she needs to be validated. And I feel like that is the same when it goes for Lisa too. She needs to be validated. You're a good person. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Oh my God. Like mm -hmm. it needs to be consistent. If it's not consistent, yeah. I feel like you, you lose the, you lose the steam in the steam engine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that was interesting. I thought it was so funny though. Um, I know there's a lot of like back and forth on Mary and what people think about her on the show. I think she adds a whole different dimension. I think she is a, like I said earlier, a variety show by herself. I think that her she... house is Willy Wonka. It is crazy, just like Heather said. Um, I think that she but... raised a son with a really stupid mentality. Uh, well, that that's, yeah. But that hasn't but, been shown on the show. So, I... But it has come out. So yes. we have to talk about that for a second. That's insane. You're going to go on social media, post with your full tongue out, uh, with multiple pills in your mouth, holding big bags of marijuana, right after a 2020 like pullover dui and drug possession charge and then you post this after when your underage girlfriend you move into the house into the west wing because we live in a mansion and i get that grandma left a mansion understand with a chocolate factory totally Lily really wonka and the chocolate factory that's exactly heather described it the right way <laughs> she did and I felt like watching it. So you almost get your mom in trouble because she was brought into court based off of this underage girl living there and her mom was pissed. Then you end up marrying the girl after she turns 18. Then you end up bringing drugs around, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to say into the house. I don't know. So right, I can't right. speak on and that. And we haven't seen it, yeah. Right? But then you get pulled over. And then you post on social media what you're doing where is the disconnect and why is Mary Cosby not speaking on this? Like, hey, this is something that I don't stand behind. But then Mary Cosby is so good at being like, I don't know what's going on. This is Belinda. Belinda has worked for me for 20 years. She's my cousin. I don't know her. I don't know her husband's name. I don't know shit about her. And it's almost like it. you think it's cute to kind of sell it that way, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's not cute. It's actually just ignorant. It's mean. Like if I had somebody working... What? Like, if you had somebody working for you for 20 years, don't you think that you would know that they're more than their name? <laughs> yeah. Well, and like you their, husband, their family. Are you sending them Christmas presents? Do you not care? Do you? It's interesting. Like, you know what I mean? It's very interesting. I, I don't know what that mindset is. Um, But then we really don't know with with Mary. It's she's not confusing. I think she's just I don't think she can articulate some things that she I is think trying to excuse. say. I know. But I was just watching the the whole conversation between her and Heather. and. And I, I understood it, right? Like, because she's say we connect on a spiritual level. But I think you look inbred. That was, okay. <laughs> That's not the first time she said that, by the way. Okay, no. This goes back to, you don't get to be the villain and the victim. Well, I was just going to say this because I kind of feel that way about Mary. And I also kind of feel that way about Heather because she wants everything from the church that she used to have that she doesn't have anymore. Yeah. Right? And her way of dealing with it is writing this book. And then I think what's happening with Heather too, and I'm sorry I'm jumping around here because I was, I was watching this episode and she wants everyone to read this book. No one's read the damn book in the cast, right? They only read the parts that was written about them, which probably I would start with. But if I was a friend, yeah. I'd read the whole thing. Um, but I, I felt like this, the conversation started to go well between Heather and Mary. And then it just kind of like, I think Heather at one point realized like, 
this is going nowhere. Yeah. So you just have to sit back, let Mary say her piece, and and move on. No. <laughs> no, I find that to be so... You know what's so funny is Jen Shaw, when we had the interview with her, Jen Shaw said that Mary Cosby was such great reality TV. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And she like really applauded her and said that the show needs her. And then as soon as Jen Shaw went to prison, Mary Cosby was like, hate the bitch. So happy she's gone. Right. I knew she was guilty. And it was wild to see two totally different like um, perspectives on this. But for the Heather Gay thing, you cannot look at somebody in the face like, if I look at you and Andy Cohen just said that he was disappointed with Jennifer Aiden for fat shaming someone on the BravoCon panel. So that is calling somebody a big boy who is mm-hmm. a woman. You are calling someone literally inbred, which means that somebody in your family shared sexual relations with somebody in your family. Very and then close, they made you like someone like a cousin or maybe even a, a brother and a brother sister and or a mom and a dad, so like it, wild. And they made you and you look, you have some sort of, is it deformity? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, that's what you're saying. Yeah. That's way worse than fat shaming, but then you get away with it. And imagine if somebody said to Mary Cosby, you look inbred. Uh, that would not go, you know, okay. So I, they would be canceled. Geez, I understand your point, but I, I, it, it, it is interesting that Mary has not learned a lesson from like back when her and Jenny were going back and forth or back when she made a lot of comments, you know, that were just as racially. I think that she's just <clears throat> slanderous. as slanderous. I think that they're yeah, terrible. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I get your point and I'm seeing that. I just, I love her comedic relief, you know, that she added to the first few episodes, but I'm seeing what you're saying now. Like, I, I get it. And you it's can't continue. It's not comedic relief when it's at the expense of everybody else but around you. they left you. it in. These editors left this in. Because they're, because they're, okay. So they're working with the content. I was going to say their asses, but I'm not going to say that. They have a job to do and they're doing it really well. But with her, she is saying things at the expense of other people, right? And they are leaving it in because it's comedic relief. That's what we're calling it. But if they said that to her, if you looked at Mary Cosby and said, you look inbred, it would be an HR issue. Yeah. It would be a racist issue. It would be such a bigger issue. That's true. Because that would be... so, And that's exactly... her issues with Jenny Wynn, why she didn't go to the reunion, was because she felt like Jenny Wynn was a racist. And I totally understand. And I agreed with what she was saying. Right, and she right. made the right call. But in this situation, you are now saying somebody's an You can't. I, I'm saying that words have consequences and they also affect people's feelings and their emotions. And you can't just get away because I you wonder, feel like you're protected to say anything right. that you want. I wonder what effect or consequences this has had on her church. I mean, we haven't seen her you know, so far, I know she's just a friend of, but kind of like around her church anymore, you know, her church closed, you went and visited. So like, where, where is that? And then when you're a follower of said church that maybe exists or not exists anymore, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, how do you watch like your preacher or your pastor or whatever they call it there? And you know, how do you watch them? Like if I were to watch my bishop or a rabbi and he's like using these words inbred and saying, these things i'm like you're supposed to be teaching us and and being an example of how to live your life through god and so sometimes it just seems a little hypocritical you know as funny as it can be and as as bad as it can be it is very hypocritical being 
you know, a church, yeah, whatever. And I think what we're doing now at this point is we are accepting the fact that because Mary is this beautiful woman and she represents, you know, the black community and she is amazing and she is so funny and comedic relief. Well, I, she, think I don't that, think she represents the black community. Well, I, I, <laughs> she does. She I does. mean, uh, in, by her skin color, but no, I don't but think she, she, the thing she, she says represents. I'm, I'm going off of what she's saying that she does. Right, right. I'm not going off of what I'm saying she does. I'm saying she says that she represents, right? So, and that's okay. But I'm saying then that doesn't, there are certain things that it doesn't give you a pass to be so mean. And there are other people like Heather Gay's kids who will now see that you said that she looks inbred and now their mom looks inbred and that she is fat and that she looks like this. And she, you're saying all of these things. You don't get a pass to be nasty. Nobody should get a pass. That's it true. doesn't matter if you are struggling with handicap or anything. You just, we should not normalize being nasty. No, no, not at all. Not right. at all. But I'm saying there are moments at the beginning of this season where she was funny and comedic. But I think maybe what's happening is that in Bravo and maybe the editors are like, this is just, we brought her back so people could say Mary's back. Now we have Monica. I'm sure they're going to cast around Monica for next season if they need a friend of, I mean, Monica needs someone on her side if no one else is talking to her, right? Yeah. So there has to be some kind of middle person, I think. Angie is kind of that person in the moment right now, mm -hmm. you know, as a kind of in between, but you do need someone to have to carry on the show. Cause if people like Monica on the show, which a lot of people do, there are some people I've seen that don't, but a majority of the people do, we have to have a show next season. So there will be someone coming on the show to also jump in and be that support and be that extra person. Can I say too, I think that the award for like the most growth as far as like being in a um, housewife or friend role position probably does go to Angie Katzenavis because yeah. last year, I think that she was a doormat. And I said that to her at Teddy and Tamara's, remember? You said that? I, no, yes. I wasn't with you. You were with <laughs> I mean, me. it was, I was there, but I was talking to Kate Chastain. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. I told her. I said, yeah. I think that, you know, like we as fans thought you were a doormat and I do a lot of R&D for the show and that we talk about it. So this is, I am taking the voice of the people I, and I'm when sharing When we first it. met her and the coach Shaw party happened, I thought she was legitimately kind of like what we like to see like you said at the beginning, the opulence, the housewives yeah. that we like to see. She has the house, she has the view, you know, there's, she's kind of interesting, not really that first season. I find her more interesting now. Um, I didn't find that outfit interesting at the Heather Gay book thing. I'm sorry that that needs to be, I'd go back wherever it came from. It was horrific. It really was horrific. I know. It was not, it was not cute. I know. But We've seen a lot of, not. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not happy about it. I mean, I don't have to. I best. I, I guess it's subjective. I'm I just, wearing the, the a hoodie. Why are you not rip me apart? Leave her alone. No, <laughs> it's just the outfit. I like her. She's a beautiful woman, and she is fashionable. She has the fashions. We've seen it. And this so was tiny. not one of them. And she's little. Yeah. Um, I love how you just like you got quiet. You're like, yeah. But I, I what I was gonna say is the growth, and I, I, I feel like for the first season with having Jin Chong coming under that umbrella, mm -hmm. that is a hard presence to come into and right. like you can't match that energy because she Shaw, came on as jen's friend mm -hmm. and jen i think sort of suppressed a certain part of angie and then i think that like every housewife or friend of goes through throughout the seasons they are coached by production and if you want to continue on and you want longevity on this platform then you have to step it up 
and they are coached in the sense that they are told, but they, they're not told what to say, but they are told if this if is the game, to be. get better at it. Yeah. If they need to be, it's like, Hey, you know, like this season or this is how it's going. Not, you know, they, yeah, they do get a little like nudge, yeah. but I, I don't think many of them have to be. Because I think many of them try to produce the show themselves. Yeah. I.e. Lisa Barlow at times. Yeah. Um, um, but let's I, w- I was gonna say really quick, her coming into this season, I think that she's really stepped it up. And I can't wait to see her her third season because I think that at that point she her givadams are gonna be out the window mm-hmm. and she's gonna she, be like, I don't give a shit. She's not going anywhere. I don't see her going no. anywhere. Oh, I think she she's safe. should not go anywhere. Yep. I think she's safe. I think Whitney is also Angie Harrington really, was boring. That's why she's gone. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't think she wanted to give as much of her life either. And Jenny Wynn, too. I'm happy that she's gone. That was a wrong casting decision. She was we a, all know that she now. She was a terrible casting decision. She didn't fit in the cast. And then with her comments on top of that, and then her, her trying to, uh, what is that? Uh, what do you do after something goes wrong? What is it called? You know, like if uh, a politician has a flub, they, they do, they really quickly try to fix it. What is that called? Oh, come on. My, the, my, I don't know. Maybe someone in the live chat. The, like the, the kind of the emergency response to her comments. She PR did crisis. Her, crisis uh, yes. PR. Thank you. Crisis management. Yeah. So her crisis management was to have one of her black friends on a, a black gay friend just mm-hmm. to make it okay that she said that she's like, look, I have a black gay friend. They're like that doesn't make it better. That doesn't make any of your comments better. So I think it was, it was a poor casting decision. It was a really, um, but then Poor also crisis management after that, when she, when she showed up to, I think it was, it was either Whitney's or somebody's, um, event, event and, and took a she, photo with her. Oh yeah. And yeah. took a photo with her and then went on video and she's like, I just want to let all of you know, if you don't like it, you can fuck off and you can, and it's like, this is so aggressive and nobody asked for that. And you don't have to be, you are a mom and a wife and I get it. It's like, nobody is writing the the guidelines of how to act as a perfect person. Right, I'm right. guilty of it. Jason's guilty of it. I think everybody watching, we have had moments, but for you to have a calculated moment where you get the opportunity to pre-record yourself, it's not like a flub in public. You are literally recording yourself and deciding, is this the right video that I want to put on the internet? And then you put it on let me, there. Let me look back in my photos app and just see, oh yeah, this was good. When, She's I, like, when I said, fuck you off, I should post that right now. And um, go Yes, damage and control, like, guys. Thank you so much. My brain is like halfway fried. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. He wasn't. So it was supposed to be Ricky, but Ricky is partying with Vicky. Vicky Gumbos, well, we hope so. <laughs> He's not, but I've, I've just, we don't know that. Dream. We don't know a that girl Ricky's life or what Ricky is doing in, in Puerto yes. Vallarta. What um, did you think? I wanted to ask about this. Okay. So I brought up a photo. What did you think about the moment where Whitney um, kind of corrected Lisa and said, my kids, you're in my home and my kids don't hear things like this. And she was like, when you, uh, Lisa was kind of annoyed by it, but Whitney was like, I've this seen is how I run my house, but I've seen Lisa do this to other people as well. I've seen them correct, you know, at her events and stuff like that. When you're in someone's home, you can't act like that. You really can't. And Lisa's response of, you know, to make your guests feel comfortable. That's also something that we try to do when we have friends and stuff like that. But that's different. If you're losing your shit in the middle of the kitchen and you have your kids around, it's like, can we bring it down a notch? And then I thought it was annoying for a minute, but then I I got where Whitney was coming from that she kept repeating herself. She kept going and not letting Lisa talk. But the problem is, is Lisa doesn't listen. So, you know, and then she starts to say, okay, okay, okay. And she, she gets it. But I think Whitney needed to keep repeating 
and and to get her her message through a little bit, you know? I think if I said a Taco Bell Grande chicken and cheese quesadilla, then I would be speaking Lisa's language. Exactly. But <laughs> I think in this moment, you're saying, well, also how to, you know, treat your guests. Yeah. I think that Whitney made a great um, decision deciphering between the two, which one takes the precedence, which would be in this particular moment, her children who are not used to this sort of behavior and this kind of language. And she's like, my kids are not used to that. This is making them alarmed. And then she's like, you need to know how to treat your guests. And she's but like, then Whitney's, no, bitch. Whitney's, you know, kids and or daughter specifically has been, you know, has heard things when Mary was at the house, just saying crazy shit remember when she was like but oh, she also well, said this season that she still her daughter's still scarred from this. i know so this is exactly from whitney's perspective getting lisa to be quiet don't do this in my house because the kids are around they're already scarred my daughter's scarred from mary and all of her bedtime stories she was trying to tell about an accident and someone going through a windshield and then the car blew up and then the mountain fell down and there was an avalanche and then the sky is falling you know like it's just I get it. I get where Whitney's coming from. I thought that was okay. And I, I really do. I, I like people to feel comfortable in my home too. The more comfortable people and guests feel in my home, the more happy I am. But this instant, me. if you're yelling, in fact, we had actually had an instance with family when we first moved into a place where mm. certain families or certain members of our family <gasps> were arguing and we actually asked them to leave. Huh? Yes. Yeah. But we don't need to tell everyone that. No, I'm asking. But we ask them to please leave because we have neighbors, you know, it's loud, it, just stuff like that. We were in a in a smaller place and you know what I mean? Like so it was a I understand. That is true. That is true. That did happen. But you know, um, T Ball, thank you. Awesome show, guys. We appreciate you. Hey, thank um, you. And for Whitney, I get it that Whitney has been the catalyst. I see the live chat where people are saying Whitney has been the catalyst in other arguments and fights. For sure. And again, sure. It, it kind of, it's like a ping pong match, guys. This is, is it ping, ping pong? Ping, 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 P-I-N-G, ping pong. Pong? P-O-N-G. Ping pong match. Ping pong. Okay, ping stupid pong. question. I'm new here. Do you hit like when you're on the chat? Yes, of course please. you do. Oh my God, please hit like. It Jason's helps us out weather a lot, guys. forecast. Um, but what I was <laughs> going to say for Whitney is, yes, there are moments where she is shady and shitty to the other women, and we've seen this, but she is keeping the storylines going, showing up to Palm Springs with Angie K, but then also being in your own house and saying that, Please keep your voice down. I get it where we can argue this all day. But I mean, I'm, I'm okay, so isolated. Joanne actually in the live chat brought up a really good point. But events versus home. Yeah. Well, you can do this at events. Yeah. Right. You can yell at the sound bath, but you can't do it in the house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm glad that was made very clear. I mean, I, and I agree with that, that comment. Also, too, and like Jason said, we kicked out family. Like legitimately, well, we, we kick out. We I just kicked asked, out family. Please, please leave. No, you didn't do anything. I said, get out of my house. <laughs> and I, it was a group of people, and I said, okay, it's time to go. We are done. But also, I think that if you, if if you're at an event like what uh, Joanne just said, if you're at an event, I think it's a little bit different. You're in an open forum, an open space, and you have that opportunity. I don't think that anybody invites anyone to their home with the goal of trying to kick them out. I feel like no. if you do, you're just an asshole. You wouldn't right? invite them in the first place, I would you, think. You wouldn't invite them in the first place. But I think if it gets to that point, that's obviously a really, really bad point where you are now pushing the limits. And if you have to sort of take that step, it doesn't make you feel good as the person who is trying to ask the people to leave. This is not something that you 
purposely wanted to do. So for Whitney, she didn't ask Lisa Barlow to go, but she did ask, can you please tone this down a little bit? I understand that there is camera crew A and camera crew B around. There are three cameras. There are two audio people. There is a producer behind the wall with an iPad. I get it. Lower your tone. My kids are nervous and they don't, they're not used to this energy. Fair, 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 fair. All right. What are we moving on to now? I mean, so now I wanted to ask you before we end up kind of like taking this down, uh-huh. um, what were your thoughts about Meredith and Seth doing the podcast together? Okay. So we know Antonio and it was fun. I to love see him. It was so really, it was fun to see him on, on yeah. screen, but it is so funny because I can't even tell you when we started a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything else, how many times we didn't push record, how many times... We didn't know what the hell we were doing with mics and and cameras and lighting and everything, right? So I understand. It, it's so funny because someone like um, Meredith, like she just doesn't have time for it, right? She's like, okay, I just push this, do this, I join this. You know, she has to be told like the steps. And this is so funny because she actually in that moment reminded me of you. I was like, because you always call me down from like the office and you're like, Jason, this isn't connected. And it's like three times a day. You didn't turn it on. You just have to push on or restart. Restart is everyone's best friend. But I'm also not tech savvy. And so there's three times a day where I'm like, Jason. And Jason just updated the software and I didn't know what my mic was called because it went from, it was labeled as this to now this new label. And I said, my mic is down. My camera is down. I don't understand. And he's like, it's A and B. And you're welcome. And I'm also watching TV. And don't bother me again. I'm working for yeah, my computer. Yeah, iPhones were made for you and yeah. my mom. Yeah. Um, no, I, I actually really enjoy the, their vulnerability. They've been pretty open, especially when they've had problems in their relationship and their marriage. And I think any relationship or marriage goes through rocky roads. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, they're willing to sit there on a podcast and talk about it. I was like, wow, I would never share any of that shit. But I love that they got so deep, too. And like they got like it was like the it's like me and you right now. And it's like, we get emotional and it's, we have a moment and then we're like, Oh wait, did this, we didn't, you know, we've done that before we've recorded an entire podcast episode without audio. Yeah. We've done that. Yeah. So it does happen. I don't think it was for the camera. Um, Ebony Dick said, give us a live Q and a not today, (laughs) but I think, I think that we covered the majority of it besides Heather Gay's yeah, book. Yeah, besides situation. the book thing and, you know, I've, I've already talked about um, thing. Mm-hmm. Did, what did you think about Lisa's rap and Away in a Manger? Do you think this was like the way to open the... I the, think it's a gitchy bullshit thing that they're doing because it's like they think it's cute away and it's funny. A manger. I mean, if you want bad singing, then let me sing. Just hire <laughs> me, pay me, I will sing. I think, I think to the Away in a Manger thing is so season three. And I think everyone who was at the book event mm-hmm. was like over it. And I, I and then when we get into we when, when we Monica got into the rap, laughing, I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> Angie was laughing too. I would have been laughing my ass off. I'm like, this is wait, this is serious. This is they were serious. They were serious. It was funny. They were they were no in no. It. Lisa was serious too. She's, she's like, let me and hi she guys. does it and she goes. She's like. Away in a minute. No, no, no. It's like, it, well, it used to be flat. It's like she kind of has worked on this. You know, it used to be like very like flat. Oh, was it? And now it's like, it, she's like almost there. Yeah, she's elevated bit. it? She's elevated away in a oh, manger. Oh, God. 
Okay, my point well, is the song. She, she I can't the song. sing, <laughs> and, and bad talent skills when it comes to singing recognizes bad talent skills. And I thought that this was a gitchy thing that Heather wanted because they were on the show and they're doing this. But if you are a fan of the show and you have been a fan of the show for Bravo Housewives for a long time, then you see through it and you think that it looks silly. If you're maybe a new fan, you're like, oh my god, this is fun. I think it it, it plays to different audiences. Sure. Um, for me, I thought it was dumb because. You could have had so many better openers, so many, like, you know what I mean? There's yeah, a yeah. variety. For sure. For like, sure. do a drag show. Bad Mormon, let's do a drag show. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, I do right? whatever, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It was interesting. You know, I, I do have to say, I really understand where Heather is coming from on some of her moments of being vulnerable about the church and about her experience in the church. And I understand how Heather doesn't realize how Lisa lives as a Mormon, and, and Mormons have a name for this. It's called Jack Mormon. It's like Jesus. there's no orthodox on, or unorthodox Mormon. It, that's just not how it is. There's a Jack Mormon where they not necessarily will follow certain things that the church has put in place, yeah. and that's okay. I have friends who is who are raised differently in in both the faiths I was raised within. Um, some are a little more strict than others, and for her, she has a different experience, and I. And I'm glad that Heather finally realized, you know, my experience is going to be very different than Lisa and what Jack is doing by going on a mission. He made that decision himself. If that's what he wants to do, he needs to figure that out for himself. You know, I yeah. actually, my brother went on a mission um, yeah. and, and uh, some of my friends did and chose to not California. to. To California. Mm -hmm. And for my brother, um, what I've gotten from his experience of doing that is that he he had a lot of discipline and he had one of the best times of his life. Now I've had friends who were raised in the church who have gone on missions and come home and be like, I'm done. I'm, I'm not I, I, going to church anymore. I'm not part of this. I'm, I'm going to go inactive and, and go somewhere else. So it, it's interesting to everybody. And it, this is not pertaining strictly to Mormonism. Um, any religion, mm -hmm. you know, people have different experiences with. Yeah. And, and, I wasn't, thank God I wasn't raised like, like that, like with a strict religious, um, background, background. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it can drive you away from, um, some of the rules and some of the pressures that your family can give you yeah. or that the church or certain religions can give you. It, it pushes you away from the beauty that actually can be in religion. You know? Yeah. No, so, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I think I'm not a Jack Mormon. I'm a Jew Mormon. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know what that means. Um, guys, I think, Ebony, I see that you're asking and you are sending all the super chats and thank you. We are not doing a live Q&A right now. And I, I asked you, you're saying be dramatic. I asked you, I gave you the opportunity to ask the question in the live chat. I am not bringing somebody up to ask a question right now just because we are pressed for time. But later this week, we have tomorrow, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with Kiki from The Talk of Shame. And then on Friday, it's either Emily D. Baker or Bravo Breaking News. I just have to check my calendar. But we are doing a lot of different lives this week. So stay tuned. And we will definitely bring you up, Ebony. I miss you. And I miss having live callers. Otherwise, do you think that we, we should do a live call show one day? Yeah. You know? I mean, but the thing is, is right now, guys, you don't understand. Right now, it might look like we have our shit together. Thank you, Ebony. That was also very sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
it looks like we have our shit together. If you saw our house, like we have so much to get off here and go do. Our house is in disarray and we have a freaking Christmas tree up. We have but so many, so our much house family is coming in, is in the next few weeks. Yes. Starting r- right after Thanksgiving, all the way through New Year's where this house is going to be packed with people. Yeah. So we're trying to get everything out of the way. Um, especially before we we head off to London, which we're going to do a really fun live in London, by the way. JLo5 said, Jason is so interesting. Oh, hey, thank you. Uh, thank uh, you. Sometimes. Live call show. Yes, <laughs> that's so cool. I'm ready for Ebony. Um, Ebony Dix members only. Yes, that's what we we'll do. We should do a members we'll only do a members Q&A. Only I think, yeah. I think to... Um, that's better. Yeah, because our members are awesome. The subscribers on this community, the members that we have, are just, it's, it's so fun. We used to... Remember we used to sit on live for like three hours and just have conversations. Well, let's do that. Maybe we'll do that this weekend and we'll post to you. We'll post to the community tab guys. So that way you can um, keep up with what we're doing. Yeah. But I think that that would be something that would be amazing to post potentially this weekend. If not at the beginning of next week, we'll get with you guys. However, I feel like we covered everything. Um, hey, Kay, thank you oh so much. Oh my God. Gifted up. That is so sweet. Wow. Guys, you're very sweet. How do you join members only? So how do you join members only? Yeah. yeah if you go to the main page on Up and Adam, like the, our, our channel page, there's a place that will say join. And right under this video, right down, it should also say join. And they're next to subscribe. And you can go and join the members. It's $2.99 a month. We try to do as much as possible. We have a lot coming up for members. So a lot, a lot, a lot. So it's, we're it's potentially, we're going, um, just to give you guys an idea, we're going to London um, for a mom's trip for Christmas, but we're meeting up with another content creator. And then in January, we might be going to Australia for some sort of February, yeah. uh, February for a tour situation. And LA, we have to go to, or in LA, in January, we have to go to LA. I See what I'm saying? Like, there's so much guys, going on. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to keep up at this point, but hey, listen. I have other content that I'm going to be posting throughout the day. So we love you guys so much. Please make sure if you guys haven't with over 340 in the room, go check out our podcast too. If you haven't left a review or a rating, please go drop on. We are trying to hit a thousand on the ratings and all of the support means everything. And you guys are so amazing in the live chat. And with 340 of you in the live chat, if you all of you guys go right now and drop a rating, then we will hit the 1000. So please... And from there, I think um, just wait about 30 minutes and then I'll have the next video posted for you. And then we can just talk some shit in the comments. But we love you guys. Anything? And we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.